Welcome to Views from the Porch, a podcast where we explore what it looks like to survive and thrive in your young adult years. Each week, we talk about the biggest challenges facing young adults today and how to overcome them from God's Word based on our weekly experience in leading thousands of young adults at the porch. For more info on the porch, visit theporch.live. Thank you for joining. What's up, guys? This is David. We are back with another episode of Views from the Porch. I'm joined, as always, with Miss Elena Rose Haas. <laughs> hey, guys. Such a cool last name. One and only. There you go. Yeah, your kids, like your son, is going to be a beast on the football field. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and the one and only Joshua Thames. No, come on, man. Joshua, spelled like Thames, actually pronounced Thames, Thames, <laughs> from our Fort Worth porch location. Who has a brother named Timmy Tim. What's up, Tim? That is true. No, you do not. I yeah, do, yeah. What are we talking about today? <laughs> today, we're going to talk about our emotions or feelings all up in our feels today. Uh, it's not Elena. It's not me, David, all up in his feels today. And so we just figured we would talk about it. All up in his feels today. I love it. Emotions. Uh, anything specific or any specific emotion? Yeah. Well, we're going to talk about what emotions are, where they come from, what to do with them. And then are we, you know, are we supposed to listen to them? Are we supposed to follow them? Are we not? What does the Bible have to say about them? All of those questions. We should cover an emotion, like do a sub-series like a on emotions emotion? at some point. But um, yeah, let's talk about emotions is the word emotion in the Bible? You tell us, Mister DTS. Yeah, um, I, that, I, hey, that was I appreciate that. That is Wait the first it. thing that you learn at DTS. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is the question of his emotions. I do not think DTS is a as a school Bible school. I don't think it is. I, if it is, it's in the message version for sure. There's examples of emotions like yeah. David and the yeah, Psalms. Oh like, yeah, totally. Like emotions yeah. are in the Bible, right? Yeah, uh, but the word. But the word is not, the word feelings is not even in most translations. It's actually in the NIV, but it's not, and it's, it comes from numbers where it talks about there's three, no, four instances in the Old Testament where it uses the word feeling or feelings. But even the idea of feelings and emotions is kind of a modern phenomenon. But to your point, emotions, like specific emotions, anger, lust, jealousy, rage, fear, um, fear. Those are things that are all throughout the Bible. So we've almost just like put them all in a big bucket called emotions. Mm -hmm. But um, but I wonder what they would have called them back then. All the feels. Did Moses think all the feels when he was writing tablets? <laughs> Here's another question. <laughs> yeah. Are by and large women more emotional than men? Please speak on behalf of all women. I'm going to let all you times. answer that, David. I'm not stepping on that bomb. This is 2019. Hey, it, we don't talk about women like yes, that. Yes, they are. We don't put, we don't, what's it called? We don't um, stereotype like that in mm. 2019. Uh, yeah, people still do. They just don't do it publicly. Yeah, and uh, they, they, uh, but oh, they for sure do. <laughs> no, yeah. Oh, come on. You don't think men are, are women are in general more, uh, let me say it this way, emotionally expressive. Because we just triggered about 17 emails. Looking forward to return those. But. <laughs> <laughs> Women are probably, I don't know if they're more emotional. I'd say they're more in touch with their emotions. For we sure, more in touch. Oh my gosh. Women are way more in touch with what yeah. they're feeling. I constantly have to tell my wife, I don't know what I'm feeling right now, but it's it's causing like anger. I'm trying to figure out what I'm what I'm feeling right now. And my default when I don't know what I'm feeling is like I can run honestly to the, the feeling or the emotion of anger in a sinful way or in a way that is not healthy and is a way that I feel like God is growing inside of me. But wouldn't you say... Women, by and large, let's call them more in touch. That's probably yeah, a more I positive like the more way in touch. I like to say the positiveness of that. Yeah, but I would think by and large, men are going to be more likely to be 
uh, in an unhealthy way, maybe thinkers and not touch mm-hmm. with their emotions and women maybe and who and the smartest women I know, including uh, one of them being Elena and so many others. Uh, it's not that they're not clear, amazing thinkers. They're just more in touch with emotions and may even be more aligned to make decisions with emotions. Josh, will Thank you, you get me out of this pile that I'm digging here? I'm going to take everything you just said as a compliment. Yeah, wow. that's good. Good. That's Choose good. to positively yeah. interpret yeah. that. Yes. Well, and and so my question with all that is going, hey, is there something or what what are the good things? What are the good things about emotions? What are the potentially negative things about emotions? And then maybe first, where do they come from? Yeah. Where are emotions coming from? Yeah. Like so, something I heard you say in a series we did or in a message you did, I don't know, maybe a month ago, was just an illustration that feelings or emotions all come or stemmed from a belief, right? And it's from a value, something you value, and then what you believe about that. That you can always find your emotions in it, either something that you believe or something that you do believe about something you value. And in, in there, there's a cross section where there's an emotion. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so uh, on one hand, you could say, where do they come from? They come from God. Yes. They're a gift from him. God has emotions. Emotions are not a bad thing. Uh, oftentimes Christians can write them off or dismiss them as though like feelings are not a good thing. Uh, they're a gift that God has given us. How tragic would life be if you couldn't feel things? Yeah. Like if yeah. you looked at, if you, uh, I think the analogy we used before there was like, man, if you got down to propose to your fiance or soon to be wife or hopefully wife and you like, oh, man, I feel nothing towards you at all right yeah. now. <laughs> but will but you spend the rest of your life? Will you spend the rest? Yeah. It'd be like, dude, that's so tragic. <laughs> yeah. Or if somebody died and you didn't feel sad or if you saw yeah. a sunset and you weren't like, wow. Yeah. If, if uh, life didn't have feelings, they season life, really. They are a gift from God. Too often they're categorized as a bad thing. They're a powerful thing that God has given us. The other way you could say, where do they come from? I would say the heart and the mind. Yeah. Right? They also help us discern things. You know what I mean? Like if you have a feeling, the feeling of being scared kind of helps you discern, oh, this might be dangerous. This might be let's just say you're on the top of a building and you're looking over and you're really close to the edge. That feeling of fear is to help you not fall over the edge because that's scary and you could die. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So they help us like discern things about life. Yeah. So first and foremost, they're a gift. Like they really are. They're from God. They're a gift. They weren't my accident. They aren't, uh, it, it is a mistake to just go all emotions are, are bad or we should shy away from all emotions, which I think sometimes we, when I say, well, I say we, I think potentially there been, ways in which the church has uh, looked at emotions and said, hey, they're bad things. And this, uh, I don't believe that's true. God gave them to us. Totally. And they're good. Some of the language we even use hints at a, at a false understanding of really what uh, what the Bible would say. We say things like this. Hey, I mean, all the, my emotions just in that scenario got the best of me. I've, I've said things like that where, hey, just anger got the best of me or um, fear got the best of me or my emotions got the better of me and it led me to do that. And that's not really true. What happened in that scenario was sin yeah. got the better of your emotions. So whenever you're like, oh, I just, uh, I went off the rails or I just started bawling because I was afraid or I was just really rude because I was hurt by that person or I was angry at them. It's not that your emotions got the better of you. It's that sin got the better of your emotions. That emotions are not in and of themselves a bad thing. They're a gift from God. God, we're told, felt emotions. And Deuteronomy, there's so many different verses, but Deuteronomy, we're told that God was angered at the children of Israel. Uh, First Corinthians, or First Kings chapter three, he was pleased at Solomon's request. He rejoices over his people, Zephaniah three, chapter 17. The heart of God grieves. 
Uh, Genesis chapter six, verse six, Jesus was moved by emotion. We're told that consistently. So here's like what I, I now I'm just going to the soapbox people. Come on, David. Because I'm an emotional male. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're told Jesus was led or moved by his emotion. People that say, hey, it is sin to be led by your emotions are off. Like Jesus, yeah. we're told, was moved by compassion or moved. I mean, what's another word for moved? Led by compassion or mm-hmm. his inner self was led. It is not a sin to be led by emotions. It is a sin to be led by emotions to sin. Does that make sense? Yeah. But uh, I just Stay feel slower. like- Explain that. It's not a sin if my emotions lead me out of um, a love for my wife to jump in front of a car and uh, protect her or to plan a date night because I love her. Yeah. And that's an emotional thing. Yeah. yeah. If I'm led to, um, if I'm led to be angry and yell at her and, and do something that is sin, that is what's wrong. It's yeah. not wrong to be led by your emotions. And, um, and emotions, oftentimes that's where like things get tricky is like, we let our emotions lead us to sin, but it's not being led by your emotions. It's where your emotions lead you. Yeah. Any, anything like if you're feeling angry, you're kind of faced with a choice at that point to either explode or yell or whatever, or you can know, Hey, I'm feeling angry right now. I'm going to need to take a second to calm down before I have this conversation. So I don't blow up. Like it, it's kind of just a crossroads for you. Totally. Yeah, but you have to examine in that moment because I think a lot of people think like, man, I'm getting angry right now. That's a sin. That's not true. Yeah, but it just, yeah, it depends on what your, you do next. You have a choice. Like that's where I think it's hard for us to believe or it's hard for me to believe is like, I feel like I'm, I get angry and it happens so fast that I am like, I don't have a choice at this. And I end up saying a snarky response or something mean and hurtful back. And I feel justified in it. And I don't even feel like I always had a choice, but the Bible would say, or the truth is you do have a choice. Yeah. You're not a victim. And that the spirit of God can lead you and allow you to, in your anger, do not sin, Ephesians chapter four says. And um, so emotions are a gift. To your point, what you asked earlier was that emotions are a gauge. Emotions are a gauge that tells us what we value and what we believe about something that we value. So every time that I'm feeling something, it's an opportunity for me to go, what am I feeling? Hmm. Okay, I'm feeling anger. Why am I feeling anger? Because uh, Josh forgot my birthday and I believe that's because he doesn't care about me and I value his friendship. And so that creates an emotional response. And let me do use the illustration I think you brought up before we started recording. That every time that if, if I see um, a squirrel running in the street yeah. and I'm driving my car along or I'm hanging out or if I'm hanging in the front of my house and I see a squirrel running in the front of the street and I see a car headed towards that squirrel, I feel nothing. I'm like not concerned. I'm not, nothing inside of me, you know, gasps and begins to sprint and tear down to save the squirrel. I can't manufacture that. Like I just, I don't value the life of squirrels. And if that offends you, I'm sorry. Pray for me, I guess. But I I just don't feel anything. If I see a child running in the street and a car moving towards it, I feel something where I begin to go get out of the street. I feel a sense of panic almost. I feel a sense that I need to move towards them to save that child because it's something that I believe the child could get hurt about something that I value, human life. Yeah. Just saying, if I see my child yeah. in the street and a car heading towards it, 
something that I value. It, I value all human life, and I for sure value my son or my daughter right there. And I see a car moving towards it. It's going to create an intense emotion in me yeah. to move towards and to, to act. That emotion is going to lead me. So the degree to which I feel something, or when I feel something, it's always a gauge about man. Hey, what am I feeling? What do I believing? And what? what my feeling tells me or what am I believing and what do I value? Like what's actually taking place there so that I can see it. And so that I can begin to dissect like what is actually going on because underneath some of those beliefs and values, there's either sometimes a lie I'm believing mm -hmm. and the way that I can, I can almost address and deconstruct that emotion is to begin to look at like, what, what am I believing? Cause sometimes it's not, I'm believing a lie or what am I valuing that is disproportionate to what God values? Like sometimes I'm really, uh, let me use an example. Like help me if this, cause I think this can be a little bit confusing. So uh, help me help us strive for clarity. And this comes from Hebrews chapter four. And I'll tell you why I say that here in a second. If I'm sitting there, maybe a girl or a guy who's listening and they're going, I I'm single. I don't know that I'm ever going to get me married. Yeah. And I feel like really depressed about that. And I just like can find myself losing, just distracted during the day and almost like overwhelmed with sorrow. That feeling of sadness, you could back up and go, why do they feel that? Well, they believe something about something they value. And they're beginning, and there could be several things that are informing that. But if I'm sitting or another, like, let's say you're at a wedding and someone is at a wedding and they're sitting at the, the table at the reception and they're sitting there and they're just feeling sad because they're watching all their friends that are out there. They're dancing on the floor and they're either feeling sad or maybe they're feeling angry at God. It's because they're believing I mean, I may not ever get married. I may be single forever mm -hmm. or I'm going to be single forever. I'm never going to get married. Maybe God's punishing me for my past. And it reflects the belief that may be off and something I value, which is, hey, being married or being in the same stage of my life, friends, is what matters and what is really important. And so that just reflects. And to the degree to which I feel both of those and to, to the degree to which I value something will impact the emotion that I'm feeling. So if you're going to deconstruct some of those emotion and win the battle of those emotions and not be led by those emotions towards sin, yeah, then you've got to know what is kind of in my feelings. Remember the song... Um, Wait, what is it? In my Drake, feelings? in my feelings? Kiki, do you yeah. love yeah. me? Uh -huh. um, Classic. Yeah, in my feelings. <laughs> hey, you got to know if you're going to win the battle of your feelings, what is in your feelings? Yeah, that's good. And so we've, we've just hammered that home that they're a gift, but they're also a gauge. Hey, can I ask something on that? Sure. When you say gauge, what's the purpose of a gauge? Uh, to tell you where you are. Yeah, because... Monitor. I, yeah, it's a monitor. Um, I, the reason I asked that, because I think it'd be helpful, because I think here in the word, it is everything you just said makes sense. So I'm going, hey, what's the purpose of a gauge? Even the, even that word gauge, what, what do you, how do you use a gauge? Because if your emotions are a gift and then they're a gauge, meaning they're telling me where I'm at, why does it matter where they're at? Because if I can't, I will not be able to um, dissect kind of what I'm feeling and why I'm feeling if I can't understand what are the either disproportionate values that God would say, man, it's not that marriage is not a valuable thing. You just think it's life. Okay. And that's a disproportionate value that God has not said you should place that much value on it. Yeah. Or, um, yeah, especially, and I'm talking about when, when emotions are being the thing that kind of dominates my life, mm -hmm. like anger and it's leading me to sin that if I'm going to begin to like address that anger, cause people will say things like, dude, just don't get angry or just don't be sad. Yeah. Just stop. And that's not, so not helpful in my opinion. Totally. I mean, Elena, you're the biggest so, feeler I know. What do you, what you say? 
Okay, that's not at all true. Elena's like funny. totally not a normal. Uh, well, normal. Now I'm in trouble. Yeah. Okay, oh, she's not. Really she's more of a thinker than a feeler. Is your twin sister that way? We're very similar. Yeah. Really? Yep. What about your other sisters? They're different. Elena has four, three sisters <laughs> in their home. Um, okay, but wait, go, going back to the girl sitting at the table, feeling really sad because mm-hmm. she's single. She yep. thinks she's going to get left behind in her life stage. Yep. She She's believing those lies, I guess you could say, of you know, or believing a disproportionate, um, how did you put it? I said, it's either she's believing a lie, yeah. like I'm going to be single for forever because God is punishing me. Yeah. And that leads me to despair. Yeah. Uh, and there could be several lies. Or, and, and maybe she's putting a disproportionate, and because of that, I'm going to be single for forever, and life is not even worth living. Yeah. Because I disproportionately value, like, marriage equals life. So let's talk about this girl for a second. Let's say she is feeling all of those things. What would you tell her? How would you tell her to handle her feelings in that in that moment? I would, I would say, bring others into the conversation. Align yourself with God's word. Expose the feelings that you're having to God's people. Begin to try to align with God's word. What is a, an appropriate value that I should place on marriage to use that one specific example mm-hmm. um, and begin to go, what in the lie, what are the lies that I'm believing here? Cause she may be, sometimes people yeah. are, are discouraged or, or really um, not depressed. Cause that's a word that captures so much, but like just really down Yeah, and they will end up being angry at God. Mm-hmm. And they're like, man, this is just you are the reason that leads them to like an anger of like, you, God, you could have me married in a second and I'm angry at you. Mm-hmm. And they're believing that there is, that he ultimately is responsible for that, that life would ultimately be better if I was married. Yeah. That, um, as we said before, marriage cannot fix your loneliness. It only fixes your singleness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, and she may be believing a lie in that moment that that hey this is what life is all about and I'm never gonna have it and mm-hmm. God's not for me and I'm all alone all of which would be lies so I'd be, it just allows you to kind of go uh, here, here's the analogy that I've used before um, do you guys like going to the mall no no dude the mall <laughs> it's is, pretty bad oh it's, it's the worst here's here's my least favorite part of the mall and there's people who love the mall yeah uh-huh. that's confusing. Oh, it's so confusing. Um, my <laughs> least favorite part of the mall, and I call my wife every time that I have to go to the mall because I don't know where any of the stores are. <laughs> I just don't know. It's like, so hard to park because you're like, am I about to park on the opposite yes, side? Yes, and I always park on the opposite side and I have yeah. to walk like uh, seven miles to get there. <laughs> and then you got to walk all the way back. And anyways, um, so, but every time I do, I, I park the car and I go inside and I look, I'm like one of the few people that looks at that, that the map, the map. Yeah. It's, it's not a kiosk. It's like, it's a big <laughs> yeah, map. You're one of those guys. I'm one of those guys. And I'm like, <laughs> oh man, where are we? First floor, second floor, there's a third floor. And then the most helpful thing about that map is the, where yeah. are the you? Star. It's like the, the star. You, you, are star. Here. you are here. You are here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not the yeah. where are you. You are here because it tells you, oh, I'm here because I can know where the Apple store is, but if I don't know where I am, I can't get there. Yeah. And so what, what I think in attempting to do, the Bible says that the word of God is living and active in Hebrews chapter four. And this connects to the idea of the feelings being connected to what you're believing and what you're valuing. The word of God is sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates dividing soul and spirit, uh, joints and marrow. That's pretty cool. It judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart mm. that the word of God can pierce through those things or the attitudes. It judges the thoughts, which is the beliefs and the attitudes or the desires or the values mm-hmm. of the heart. So taking God's word and saying, these are the things that I'm feeling. 
where am I disproportionately valuing something that's not consistent with God's word? Does that make sense? Yeah. Because that's, that's what essentially the author of Hebrews is saying. Hey, the word of God can help you judge or discern the thoughts and the attitudes or the beliefs and values of the heart. So I take God's word and I go, hey, uh, what am I not believing? Or what, where am I believing a lie that God's word would say, God's not punishing me because I'm single? Mm-hmm. Or, or where am I valuing something in a way that is disproportionate to what God would say? Like, I think part of me actually thinks this is the most valuable thing in life. That's not what God's word says. And I just take God's word and I begin to go, I say, look at my feelings. And it takes a lot of, um, uh, honestly, it takes self-awareness, I think. And like, pause. Yeah. I'm feeling something, pause. Maybe the best thing you're going to take away from this podcast, when you feel something, pause. Yeah. And begin to go, why am I feeling what I'm feeling? What am I believing that is a lie? God's word would say it's a lie or it's not a good value. It's good. It also makes me think of 2 Corinthians 10, 5. That says we need to take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. Yeah. Yeah. So when you're feeling something, you pause. And if it doesn't align with God's word, you recognize that you're thinking a thought that's not true. That's just from your own feelings and not based off anything concrete or any fact. And then you change that thought to align with the Bible. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. So here's here's what I've heard so far, and I just want to like make because I'm I'm think so first we said that feelings are from God, they're a gift. Uh, ultimately, they're a gauge. They help you know where you're at. They're like the little star on the map. You are here, and the reason that's really important is because sometimes what your feelings are communicating to you, they they're honest about where you're at or about what you are thinking and believing. And sometimes, uh, what you're thinking or believing are not in line with God's word. And so then, when you follow that emotion somewhere, it is going to lead you to sin. That's why your feelings they really can be. They're not bad. We're not saying that, but they can lead you to something that is bad or that yeah. is hurtful or against God's word. So. Uh, which is a really good thing. And then they need to be really grounded in God's word. We've got to know what God's word has to say about the things that we're feeling and then how to address them. So. Exactly. But the biggest thing, again, from Hebrews is, is not taking away, hey, stop feeling that way. Yeah. You just need to stop being fearful and stop being angry. It's really hard to manage emotion or it's really hard. I would almost say it's impossible and not just helpful, stop. not productive. When you look at your girlfriend, you're like, you just need to stop being so upset about that. That's so not helpful. What you can help them do is begin to go, why am I upset? Mm-hmm. Where am I like living inconsistently with what God's word says? And um, especially as it relates to guys and girls, I feel like this is such a, a thing of, of the tool and the art of learning to like, man, you're feeling that. I hate that you're feeling that. Help me understand what it help me understand why you're feeling that right mm-hmm. now and just beginning to go oh because they forgot that they always forget that oh that was a really big deal to you like birthday dinners as a family were really big deal to you growing up uh, now Sorry, I, I forgot so your birthday dinner. when somebody for yeah i know this is about you david buddy. where did you like to go on your birthday dinners growing up let's I don't share talk that about with it. The actually audience. i'm proud to say golden corral we went there every single <laughs> That's year right people we were the people keeping it that was a big deal hey mine was cracker Bill, anyways so hey behind you. every feeling you have it's not a is not necessarily sin, but you need to know, hey, what is driving and what is behind? What is in my feelings? Um, As you experience those things and begin to go, where are they living or where are they not being anchored and rooted in God's word? So we may do a follow-up on this because it's such a big topic and such a, honestly, we should do a dating feelings thing because I feel like that's so big and like not understanding one another. But anything else you guys have? That is it. We will see you next week on another episode of Views from the Porch. Thank you for listening to Views from the Porch. For more information about the Porch ministry, visit us at theporch.live or follow us on social media at The Porch.